Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo, and we are getting you recapped with Week 10 in the Big 12 Conference. Really appreciate you joining us on Periscope on Facebook Live right now. Also will be up on YouTube and, of course, on the podcast. And as always, we appreciate you when you leave that rating um, and review and subscribe to the podcast. We drop three a week during football season. Helps us out tremendously. And by the way, I'm sending out koozies every single week to you guys. Free Heartland College Sports koozie. When you leave a rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. And then shoot me an email of that uh, rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you doing that. Only three games in the Big 12 this weekend. So let's get right to it. And let's start off with the uh, Thursday night game, Baylor home against West Virginia, winning that game 17-14. to So I know that Baylor's offense had 453 yards, but its defense won this game for the Bears. Um, they held West Virginia to 14. That's 1-4 rushing yards on 26 attempts. That is absolutely ridiculous. Now, I know... The Mountaineers have been horrendous at running the ball this year. I mean, they have been uh, pathetic at running the football. But they held West Virginia to 14 rushing yards. They gave up only seven points because the other uh, West Virginia touchdown came on that kick return. So this defense for Baylor was outstanding. You know, in the Art Bryles era, if you think about it, in the Art Bryles era, if Baylor scored 17 points, it probably lost by at least two touchdowns, right? I mean, this is not the Baylor team under Art Bryles. I don't know if Matt Rule is going to have Art Bryles success um, in Waco. And I don't know if he's going to have this team fighting for a college football playoff spot either at the end of this year or at the end of any season coming up. But I believe this program is healthier under Matt Rule than it was under Art Bryles. And that's not just because of all the on-field nonsense. I mean that because of what's happening on the field. This team can win running the ball. This team can win playing defense. This team can win a game scoring 17 points. You couldn't say that about Art Bryles. I mean, you just couldn't do it about his team. So this is a totally different Baylor team and program. They are 8-0, and uh, they are in the driver's seat in the month of November in this conference, which is wildly impressive, and I don't think any of us saw this coming. Now, uh, quickly, the Big 12 refs in this game, of course, you know, you can't get through a Big 12 game without the refs screwing something up. The punt return that was muffed by uh, Baylor, that Baylor player was actually touched by the Mountaineers player. It did not cost Baylor in that game. West Virginia covered the ball, recovered the ball, but uh, Baylor played good defense and held them up there. So that could have been costly. It was a missed call, but it did not thankfully affect the outcome of this game. You had seven punts to start this game between both teams. Not a lot of offensive fireworks, but the one thing I like about Baylor, one of the many things I like about Baylor in this game, the offensive line was not good, but they did not shy away from the running game. Matt Rule's opinion of this team and how you win games is he got to run the ball. Now, they ran it 56 times for 176 yards. That's only 3.1 yards per carry, but they did not stop running the ball. So you give Matt Rule credit for that. As a result, his team won the time of possession battle 36-24, to and uh, that's because he did not divert from the game plan, even though it wasn't working all that well. Now for that Baylor offensive line. Gave up eight sacks, 12 tackles for loss. Now, 
Dante and Darius Stills are beasts on the defensive line for West Virginia. That's by far the brightest spot of this team right now. They had a combined five sacks. Two brothers from Fairmont, West Virginia. They are absolute studs. But if you're Baylor and you're going into November and you've still got to play uh, Texas and Oklahoma, who I know the Texas defense has not been great lately, but mostly it's the secondary that's banged up. And while OU's defense looked better, it didn't look great against K-State last week. Still, you got to be able to get better offensive line play than you did on Thursday night because if that offensive line does not perform better against TCU, Texas, and, uh, and Oklahoma, you're not winning the Big 12. You're just not doing it. So for all the good things happening right now for the Baylor Bears, and there are plenty of them, the offensive line cannot play as poorly as it did in this West Virginia game or they are not going to reach uh, the goals that they now have set as they enter the final month of the regular season. But it was just a weird night. You know, you think about this game and and um, what both teams were coming into and what they have coming up. It's Halloween. The stadium was not full, which I got on Baylor fans for. It's like, how do you not fill the stadium? Week night, you got a top 15 team undefeated. But I get it. It's Halloween. You got the kids out trick-or-treating. Not everybody's going to be able to go to Waco. The student section was great, but there were still corners of that uh, stadium, at McLean Stadium, that were not full. I thought it should have been, but either way, I understand. Huge November coming up, though, for this Baylor Bears team. Now, another debate right now for West Virginia is what do you do at quarterback? Do you stick with Austin Kendall or do you go to a Jarrett Daigie? Uh, Bowling Green transfer, do you go to a Trey Lowe? Do you go to a Jack Allison? A lot of people are saying give Daigie a shot. Let him play three, four games. He can still redshirt and have two years left after this season. I'm, I'm fine giving him a shot. I, I mean, this West Virginia team has got to be looking at 2020. I don't think it's making a bowl game. It still technically can. I don't see it happening. So if Neil Brown wants to see what Jared Daigie's got, that's fine. And you kind of have a mishmash situation at quarterback. You go into the offseason and you have a full battle between Daigie and Trey Lowe and, and Allison and whatnot. I'm okay with that. I really am. Um, because I have not seen Austin Kendall progress like I would like him to. Now, it's difficult when you don't have a running game to work with. But still, sometimes his decision-making and the accuracy is, uh, is just not all that impressive. Not all that impressive at all. Patrick on Facebook Live. Pete, I think uh, Rule said Galvin should be back on the O-line soon. That should help a lot. That will help a lot. So let's uh, let's see if Baylor can get that back before, of course, uh, you know, especially those huge games, Texas, Oklahoma, back-to-back. Those are going to be enormous. So if they can get them back by then, that would do a lot. Uh, we will get to these Saturday games here in the Big 12, K-State, KU, and then, of course, Oklahoma State, TCU. But just a reminder, we are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use the promo code BIG12, that is BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus. There's only one month left in the season, guys, the regular season, to place those bets. We went 2-1 and one on the picks this past week, so I was feeling good about things. MyBookie.ag, promo code BIG12. They've been really good partners of ours all season long. Look forward to developing that into basketball season as well. So uh, we've developed a great relationship with MyBookie.ag, and they are taking care of our listeners with the promo code BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. So you put in 50, you get 50. It's not like you have to unlock it or something like that. You just get the $50 in free play right off the bat. So uh, love those guys at MyBookie. Please do check them out because once the season ends, you're going to be like, oh, I should have made a bet on college football. I should have made that Baylor bet, that West Virginia bet, whatever. 
do it. You got to do it now. So our picks are kind of getting better too. So two and one this past week, mybookie.ag promo code big 12. That's big one too. Let's talk a little sunflower showdown. Uh, domination in the trenches by Kansas State winning this game 38 to 10 over the Jayhawks. They, uh, they outrushed KU 342 to 61. Yes, 342 to 61. You heard that right. 5.7 yards a carry for K-State, 2.4 for Kansas. As a result, they dominate time of possession 38-22 to and win the turnover battle uh, 2-0. Well, and, and I hate to say it, but that's that's what I thought would happen in this game. I know KU's offense have been playing a lot better lately under Brenton Dearman, and I'll get to that in a second, but uh, K-State, they, they've got this, this Chris Kleiman offense really humming nicely, so uh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Les Miles, it looks like he fired up the K-State players this week as well when he when he said, like, who is K-State during the ESPN Plus show, and that appeared to fire up a lot of Wildcats players and fans. So I'm pretty confident that um, Les Miles knows who Kansas State is after Saturday. I'll tell you that right now. The Wildcats have now captured bowl eligibility, their earliest in any season since 2014. So kudos, snaps to uh, Chris Kleiman for a job well done. I'll tell you what, though, Malik Knowles is is really a difference maker for this offense for Kansas State because he gives them a downfield threat. He only had one catch for seven yards in this game, but there were a couple of times when, you know, he's been used as a decoy. He's drawn a penalty downfield that, you know, got Kansas State 15 yards. He, he may not be blowing it out in the box score, but this guy, since he came back, has been a difference maker for this Kansas State team, and it's been huge for this offense because now it allows the running game to at least have a decoy downfield to get itself going. So that's exactly what you're seeing happening right now with Malik Knowles as part of this uh, Kansas State offense now that he is back to being healthy. And if you think about what um, Chris Kleiman is doing, here's a little tidbit for you. Out of 38 first-year head coaches in the history of the Big 12, only six have reached eight wins in their first season. Barring a huge letdown, because Kleiman still has to play West Virginia and Texas Tech, um, he's going to join that group. And think about that. He'll be the seventh head coach out of 39 first-year head coaches in the history of the Big 12 to reach the eight-win mark in his first season. And that is wildly impressive. If you want to find something that Kansas State needs to work on coming out of this game, got to clean up those penalties. Tell you right now, got to clean up the penalties. Um, you know, it, you had 11 for 113 yards. I mean, that that is not good. You, you can't do that the rest of the way if you want to finish with could you nine wins for Kansas State. I mean, we could seriously be having that conversation here in the not-too-distant future. We could be looking at nine wins for this team as they get ready for Texas on the road this weekend in Austin, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Iowa State. Texas is so banged up, and there's some issues right now with that program. Uh, Winning this weekend is not at all out of the question. And then you've got two of the teams that are struggling right now in the conference in Tech and West Virginia, and Farmageddon is going to be a great game, by the way. I mean, that's going to be outstanding. So if K-State can clean up the penalties, I mean, this has really been fun to watch. And if you're a Wildcats fan, you have got to be absolutely thrilled with this hire and with how this season is uh, is going. Now, Brent Dearman. Let's look at that. Brent Dearman for KU. No offensive coordinator. He comes in. 
and he puts up like 85 points against Texas Tech and uh, Texas the past two weeks as Kansas nearly beat the Jayhawks or Kansas nearly beat the Longhorns, excuse me, and then uh, beat the Red Raiders last week. They really scored three points. They had a garbage touchdown in the final minute yesterday, but they scored three points with the starting offense all afternoon. Uh, Kansas State got to the quarterback. They got to Carter Stanley. Four sacks, four tackles for loss, and uh, they could not get the offense going, couldn't get the running game going. Puka Williams had like 60 yards on the afternoon. So a lot of this to me is what is wrong with Texas on defense, which is a mess right now, and also Texas Tech having some issues on that side of the ball as well. Uh, Kansas State deserves credit, but Brent Dearman, I think he's going to be all right. I mean, I, I, you have to like, you have to like what um, what he has brought to this team and brought to this offense. But yesterday, Kansas State was just, uh, they were humming right along. Pete, Les Miles really wanted one of his kids to score, LOL. Yeah, that was, uh, what, on that final drive, right, for, for Kansas. At that point, I was kind of tuned out. But I did see that. The Miles kid was in that quarterback, I believe it was, if that's right. So, yeah, I, I did see that. Whatever. I, you know, I'm not going to get too caught up in that whole deal. But it was a bad afternoon for the Jayhawks. But there was some juice around the Sunflower Showdown. Let's uh, let's not take anything away from, from, from this here. There was juice to the Sunflower Showdown, which – you could not have said the last eight, nine, ten years. Couldn't have said it. But there was a little juice, full stadium there at uh, Memorial Stadium, packed house. So a lot of excitement there. But Kansas State at six and two. Uh, what a story right now. I know Baylor is probably the story um, in the Big Twelve right now because they're undefeated. But <sighs> let's see the final month because Chris Kleiman may be pushing for Coach of the Year in this conference. I think it's going to be a battle between Kleiman and Rule. But after November, we might be saying Chris Kleiman, Coach of the Year in the Big 12 Conference. So let's see how that plays out. Last but not least, only three Big 12 games this weekend. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Oklahoma State beating TCU 34-27. This is why you stick with Spencer Sanders, all right? This is why, if you're Mike Gundy and you think that Spencer Sanders is the guy who can lead your team in 2020 and beyond, you don't sit him midseason in 2019 because he's having a rough patch as a redshirt freshman. This is how freshmen operate at quarterback. Sanders had some beautiful deep ball passes. He held onto the ball with two hands when he was running out of the pocket. He was not trying to make every play some superstar play from the Madden video game. He did not try to overdo it. And it worked, and it worked really well. And you are seeing the Spencer Sanders maturity. You are seeing the growth. And you are seeing a team that believes in Spencer Sanders and thinks that he is the guy to take this team the distance. I mean, you can see it in the way the team responds to him. You can see it in Sanders' leadership ability, which I think he has a lot of. And yesterday was case in point. You are now seeing that growth from Spencer Sanders that we've wanted to see. Um, now, a lot of that, of course, you got to give Chuba Hubbard a lot of credit for that second half. What an absolute stud. First player ever to rush for over 200 yards against Gary Patterson coach team. That's unbelievable. That is an unbelievable stat. Think about that. Gary Patterson doing this for almost 20 years at TCU. No one's ever run for 200 yards against him until Chuba Hubbard on Saturday. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, this guy is... 
the most valuable player, I would say, at this point in the Big 12 Conference. I mean, it is incredible. They didn't have Tylen Wallace, and and that's a big loss, but that team is Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard is that team, and they operate around him. Now, it's also a big play offense. Let me give you some of the drive lengths for Oklahoma State in this game. 67, 60, 8, 8, 80, 20, minus 4, 9, 92. I mean, they either get three and outs or they score a touchdown of 70-plus yards, uh, whatever it might be. I mean, I don't know how sustainable that is for Oklahoma State, but they'll take it right now, and it's certainly worked the last couple of weeks. It's worked to a T. Uh, on Facebook Live, Alvin writes, Pete, do you think Chuba Hubbard will have a super day when KU plays at Oklahoma State in two weeks? He had over 200 yards against TCU, and KU can't defend the run. Over 300 yards for him, question mark? Wouldn't shock me, Alvin. Wouldn't shock me one bit. I mean, we saw Kansas State maul this Kansas defense for 360 yards yesterday. Um, You know, Skylar Thompson's a nice player, but he looked like Michael Vick, which he shouldn't. So, yeah, I mean, Shelby could run for for 300 against KU. Why the heck not? I, I could see it. Do I think he will? No. I'm not going to bet that anybody's going to rush for 300 yards single-handedly, but uh, 200 seems like a solid bet against that Kansas team coming up in a couple of weeks, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So this game for TCU is a disappointment. You know, you're tied at halftime, by the way. You come back from double digits down, you're tied at halftime, and then here were the... um, here were the drives in the second half coming out of halftime for the Horn Frogs. Fumble, punt, interception, punt, punt, interception. That's brutal. That is Sonny Cumbie and Gary Patterson clearly not being on the same page. We posted a video on our Twitter, at Heartland underscore CS. It went a little bit viral, and it's uh, part of the game when Gary Patterson is caught on the sidelines ripping in to Sonny I mean, just laying into him. Uh, and, and that relationship has been tenuous all season long. I don't know how much more uh, either side wants to take. I'm not sure how much either side is going to take. But it was it was pretty heated there on that sideline. Now, you've got a true freshman quarterback in Max Duggan. You know that uh, there are going to be growing pains. That's part of why I liked Oklahoma State in this game, even after it was announced that Tylen Wallace was going to be out. Because a true freshman in Max Duggan on the road after a huge win at home against Texas, I mean, that's a tough spot for a young player to be in. It's a very tough spot. And, and while TCU beat Texas last week, to me that said a lot more about where Texas is as a team right now than it said about where TCU is as a team right now. Uh, TCU was outgained on Saturday by Oklahoma State. Uh, they had more penalty yards. They lost a turnover battle 4-1. to one. The good news for the Horn Frogs, Jalen Rager was in the mix the most he's been all season. Seven catches, 128 yards, best game of the season by far. But Duggan looked at times in important spots like the true freshman that he is. And that was very evident in this game. But Gary Patterson put it very well after the loss. He said TCU is, quote, just good enough to beat anyone in the league and just good enough to lose to anyone in the league. And I think that's that's an entirely accurate assessment by Coach Patterson and this TCU team. But what's interesting is you can say that for maybe half of the Big 12 Conference right now, which tells you the depth that this conference has. You can say that like half the teams of the Big 12 are just good enough to beat anyone and just good enough to lose to anyone. 
Uh, and that's what has made the Big 12 so much fun this season. So TCU losing on the road to Oklahoma State. And now two weeks after Oklahoma State fans are looking for, you know, the heir apparent to Mike Gundy, now they find themselves in a situation where it's like, hey, it's not out of the realm of possibility that a good November, who knows what happens uh, with this Oklahoma State team that is appears to be, appears to be, back on track. So good stuff there for the Cowboys. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Ton of content coming up on the uh, site this week. As always, guys, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching Periscope, Facebook Live, YouTube, podcast. Leave that rating and review on the podcast. We'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. When you send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And, of course, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12. If you want to place a bet, please use them. They help us out a lot. And then, in turn, you're helping us continue to put together this product for you. Mybookie.ag, promo code Big 12, that's big one, two. We're placing all our bets throughout the season with mybookie.ag. Appreciate you guys. Have a a great rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you middle of the week on the podcast. I'm Pete Mundo. We are heartlandcollegesports.com.